You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, my loyal co-host, Graham Trainer. Woo-wee! It is hot. It's getting hotter down here. Massey, how is the temperature? How is the weather in angry August in Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Well, we had we had rain for about 10 days, but we've gotten out of that. What's and that it's what was that word? Rain. Mm. Yeah, must it's kind of nice. And now it's 75 degrees during the day and and 48 at night. It's it's quite pleasant. No, that's good. That's good. They were uh was watching the uh, watching the uh, AL West leading Rangers the other day and playing it playing in Oakland <laughs> the and they're talking about cool the joy cool the on your face. Is. The joy on your face just to leave that sentence. I'm happy for you. Look at you. A, a Dallas or Texas team has gotten you gotten you smiling. That's been a while. Yeah, I already got. Oh, actually, yeah, I already got my. We talked about uh, ditching the huddle. I'll just go ahead and say um, August show. Um, I'm angry about the heat. I'm angry about inflation. I'm angry about Dak's contract. I'm angry about the corporate event I have to work at next week. I'm not angry about the Texas Rangers being in first place in AL West, third best record in the American League. Astros already got one out of the way last year, a legitimate one without trash cans and buzzers. Yeah. Um, Bochi is a, Bruce Bochi is a god. He won three World Series with the Giants. Beautiful hire. I was live in 2010 when the Rangers lost the World Series to the Giants, and I went to game. We got gentlemen swept. Yeah, I uh, went to I went to game five. Who could and forget? I actually sat sat there by myself. Uh, nobody wanted to go to the game with me. Nobody believed. I went to a game by myself. It was much weirder than going to a movie by yourself. And I sat there as the Giants celebrated in Arlington on the uh, the old the old home ba- baseball diamond. And guess who was the coach? Bruce Bochy. Full circle, Massey. TBD. Lots, lots, lots of baseball to be played, they say. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. The um, the Rangers are leading the A. How, how is the AL doing in general? Oh, funny show. <laughs> I, the you, second you, part you, of also, you also said something about inflation, which was there a report today about inflation? Like, why are you talking about inflation? I just said I'm angry about it. Just, you know, angry August. There's things oh. to be angry about, but I'm not angry about the AL. Oh, okay. I was – About the Rangers. Uh, let's just say this. I have not gotten fluid sleep. Sleep is is not uh, congruent. Does that make sense? So – Your father. My Diapers, brain – So di- diaper money isn't really, like, hitting you right now? Inflation's not bothering you? That's good. Where uh, – no, no, no. Diapers – I didn't know how many of those things you'd cruise through. You cruise through diapers when you get when you have a child. Yeah, I, I should have had those in college myself. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. So do the listeners. We've talked about it. Um, all right, <laughs> tell tell me about the AL and, and and where the Rangers stand in that that division. Oh, they stand in first. Uh, they they acquired Max Scherzer while you were away, listeners. Last week uh, we took a show off. We had Love Is Blind Side 2.0 replay. Appreciate the patience and the Rangers are in first place. Uh, they got Max Scherzer at the trade deadline. Uh, Max Scherzer, you'll like this. It's kind of like Bobby Bonilla. He's owed $35 million by two different teams next year that are not the Rangers. Nice. Uh, How, the much the Rangers? How much do the Rangers the owe him? They owe him 22 million next year. So that's a, what a badass. That's a nice hefty, uh, yeah, 
50, what is that? Six, 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 carry the five, $60 million amongst three teams that owe him next year. So Way good to go. for him. Scherzer. I've always wanted Scherzer on, on a, on a Rangers uh, team. And it's kind of like, uh, feeling like, feels like Nolan Ryan in the early nineties. I'm feeling nostalgic. Wasn't it great that Shohei Otani was talked about being traded, never got traded. Just like I said. Yeah, you're right. You predicted the angels. Yeah. They're not going to give up the only money no, they, makers they have in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. There's just no way. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't do that. They're they still, sell so many jerseys of his. Yeah. They're still fight. They're still fighting. Uh, they're still in the wild card hunt that Orioles. Wait a minute. Are, wait a minute. Speaking of fighting, some White Sox oh, yeah, second oh. baseman got knocked out by, and he was, did you see him? Anderson was his name, maybe? Timmy Anderson, yeah. He was like actually landing body blows and had good form. And uh, I don't know the name of the other guy. I don't even know why Jose. they were, Go ahead. Jose what? Altuve? No, Ramirez. Jose Ramirez slides into second. They start mouthing off. Maybe they have a, a past. And Anderson is like ready to go. He he has some training in boxing. You could tell that like maybe he's gone to a gym and boxed a little. Mm-hmm. And Jose just starts swinging haymakers and lands one. And Anderson just goes rigid and falls over backwards. And the and the radio call was outstanding. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. I was like, are we watching a Tyson fight? What is this? It looked a little bit like baseball, Rocky III. See, baseball is back. When there is a fight, when they're bored in the middle of the summer, it's so good. They're hot. They're pissed. It's angry yes, August angry. for them, too. Yep. And they're like, you know what? Let's just go, go fisticus. Yeah, it was a little Rocky 3-ish. It was like uh, Rocky would be Tim Anderson in this equation. And Jose Ramirez was Clubber Lang, played like played by Mr. T. Um, Wait, what was his name? Cl- uh, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. I forgot. That's a hell of a name. Lays a, a big blow on Rocky. Spoiler alert for the middle of the movie. Um, we all know how it plays out. Most of us do. Seen those movies. Um, yeah, he took him down. It was nice. Nice to see. First, first time I've been like really, really excited to see an actual fight, not just a benches crawl, benches clearing. Everybody stares at each other and grabs their cups. Uh, it was actually like somebody landed a punch, like Odor versus Bautista. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So one of the best. One of the, one. It'll be go down on the uh, Mount Rushmore of baseball of like fights. Actually, for somebody sure. get their ass knocked out on the on the uh, Don the Diamond. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else from baseball? The Orioles are surprising. Yeah, ninety-seven was the last time they were the best team in the AL. So that's a long time ago. R. Kelly's "I Believe I Can Fly" was the hottest song on the planet. We don't talk about Give him little, anymore. He's in context. jail Air, for the rest Air of Force his life. One top movie. Harrison Air Ford Force One, damn, still fifties. Still, yeah. Harrison Ford is still cranking out movies. Indiana Jones, uh, he's on, he's on Shrink maybe with uh, Jason Segal. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, he's. I don't even know why I've seen that. I've seen that though. I watch a lot of TV now. Um, oh, speaking of which, yeah, Menzel. Let's talk about Johnny Menzel. We're gonna the way this podcast is gonna work. We're talk. We're doing some uh, news and noteworthy thing. Before we get into our futures, we're talking football, baby. That's NFL and college. We're going to preview them, look at the odds, and give you our picks for the future. But if you have not seen the Johnny Manziel documentary, it's outstanding. And let's I'll let you do your takeaways first, and then I'll do mine. But what? So what did you take away from this documentary? 
biggest, I feel like it all, it all resurfaced. Like they, there's a, there's some stuff in there that, you know, you, you realize how old this storyline was with Johnny effing football, as you put it, put him, he calls himself Johnny effing football, which is awesome. Uh, which is an awesome. Nickname. Bar- Barbara Bush came up. Uh, Justin Timberlake came up speaking of canceled. And he was just, I think biggest takeaway. He was like an entrepreneur ahead of the game. He was an entrepreneur in the pre NIL. I'm going to do this behind the scenes, make my own money on my yeah. own. I'm going to kind of like, yeah, fight the system. And he hated Mark Emmerich. Is that the, the D bag who gets up and he's like, Oh, I'll never, no college athletes will ever make money under my watch. Yeah. 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 I, he did. Yeah. He just, he just bucked the system and it was awesome. It was great. I, I didn't yeah. know how, to what extent it was, you know, and I he's signing either. autographs. He's using his name for $30,000 a pop, you know, which is so crazy that people can pay him that much money for a, you know, 300 footballs that he would sign and he wasn't getting a cut. And he was like, why, do, why would I do this? Why is everybody making money off me? And people were making money hand over fist off Johnny Manziel. He was the hottest thing in college sports. What, 2011, 2012? Won the Heisman as a freshman. Everyone remembers the story of his downfall where drugs and alcohol were, were kind of taking over his life. He was diagnosed with bi- he was bipolar, which, can, which helps explain why he would just fly off the handle publicly mm-hmm. um but my biggest takeaways is that he won the heisman without watching any film <laughs> which is incredible he lived co- the college life like every other young man's dream he drank beer and played football and got girls like that's and made a bunch of money doing it like that's okay spot the spot what's wrong with that the co-ed american dream yeah, I, he, yeah, the whole like like we were talking about the making money off his likeness while he's getting screwed over for because yeah he took it by storm first freshman ever to win the Heisman blew up was on you know he's hanging out with I guess Drake was kind of coming up at the time so all these the, it was like Drake and Menzel were friends they were kind of new onto the scene at the like simultaneously almost yeah and I feel like he and his buddy his like middle school. I guess they hadn't talked in, or they haven't talked since, but he and his buddy were, have you seen the movie war dogs about the guys that get into the arms dealing? Yeah. 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 Like, they, like they get like small time government contracts and turn a big profit. Yeah. It was like, it kind of reminded me of that when they're in Miami and there's all the footballs and cash on the mattress in the hotel room with, with Manziel and his buddy, his ex buddy. Yeah. And they were doing their little thing together. Yeah. It was just funny. I just, I didn't know all that was happening. I remember, it brought it back memories of him getting in trouble for those violations, but not to what extent it was. And, and they realize, lied. They did a great lie. They're like, yeah, Johnny's from yeah, oil yeah. money. And everyone's like, Oh, oil money. That's mm-hmm. why he's able to mm-hmm. fight private and afford seats. He's like, yeah, I've been doing this my whole life. And it's like, dude, that is so good. That is so <laughs> clever. Like, well done. If you did an ounce of research, you knew that wasn't true, but like, that was great. That was an absolutely fantastic lie. I mean, I just – he also told the truth. He, he looked at the camera and said, was it awesome? Yeah, it was blank and awesome. Like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. He was like, that's funny. He's like, I had no intention of playing professional football. I thought getting a D1 – playing at a D1 school was going to be my limit. And he obviously had potential to be a good professional quarterback, but he didn't apply himself. And, I mean, he admitted himself he watched zero – seconds of film in the NFL. He just went, cashed his check, and 
is li- living happily ever after in Scottsdale, Arizona. Like, all right, okay, what's wrong with that? Yeah, and and the part, <laughs> the funny part was the his agent. You know, when somebody's like, oh, oh, Massey, I, I've known Massey for too long, and you're just joking around. His agent was like, I've been, man- I was Johnny Menzel's agent for too effing long, and he didn't have that kind of like funny sarcastic like, twinkle ha, in his ha. eye he was like he's like i hated it i hated him i hated what i was doing i hated working for him like i hated dealing with it it's like it's i fired funny. him no agent ever fires anybody yeah. and i fired johnny manzel it's like god just with a first round quarter a first round quarterback talent can you imagine that happening yeah and they made a good point he fell all the way to what 24 to the browns or something mm-hmm. and his agent was like yeah uh some most organizations did that just did their research and they're like, yeah, we can't, we can't deal with this kid. And the good thing is, you know, flash, fast, fast forward to present day and the Browns are fixed. They got Deshaun. Yeah. They got an even scummier person. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, let's, let's change gears here. Uh, big college football news. The PAC 12 is gone. It vanished Never. overnight. And it's obvious why it, um, uh, it's a failure in leadership. Larry Scott really started this. I don't know. He was the gasoline and the match. And it was start. And he had like a little, he lit the fuse. Larry Scott lit the fuse. He wasn't doing anything when everyone was shifting around and trying to get the big TV contracts. George, I don't even know how to say George's last name. K L I A V K O F F. Kalevkov? Kilkaboof? Um, anyway, George came in, he took over the PAC 12 was like, I'm going to get the big TV deal. He got a TV deal with Apple. No one could, was able to find the PAC 12 network. It just, the numbers came in what last week of what that deal was worth and people booked it. Washington, Oregon, they saw the numbers. They said, absolutely not. They would not give us a competitive edge when every single big 10 and sec school is getting 10 or $12 million a year from TV money. And they were like, this will not allow us to compete. Cause I think they're only getting seven, maybe even six and a half. So almost half of what the other schools were getting. Oregon and Washington said, absolutely not. We're not sticking, sticking around in the sinking ship. They're going to be gone. Did Utah join them? Yeah. Utah is going to the big 12. Yeah. For now, for yeah. now, for today. So yeah. I blame, I blame Everyone at the top of the Pac-12, Larry Scott and George Clicker Cough, Kick Tony Clickleiro. Yeah. Um, do you? Is it Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado? Is that the Big Twelve crew that's coming in for? Oh, next I can't. Year? I can't keep up. But it's yeah, that's next year because Cincinnati, BYU, and maybe USF are in the Big Twelve now, and Houston. Those are the four. Those are the four that are in this year, and the next year there's going to be more. This is what's going to happen. It's like, you know how everyone started cutting the cord with cable and saying, "Oh, I don't want, I don't want to pay for cable anymore," and then everyone had to start to download all these apps and had to start paying for the apps, and now they're bundling those apps and selling them again. Like, oh, okay. Well, if you don't want to pay for cable, here's Directv, but also here's Paramount Plus, also here's Disney or you know, yada, yada, yada. That's what's going to happen in college football. All the TV contracts are going to gobble up all these conferences. There's going to be three or four conferences and in five years going to say, why don't we just do this? That whatever geographically makes sense. And within those conferences, they're going to make divisions. And then we're going to get to a playoff system. 
and it's going to be the NFL model like I've been saying for a long time. It's just going to turn into the NFL model with a 12-team playoff. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of sad, Matthew. I guess this is our swan song Viking funeral to pick conference champions for the last time for real ever. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get to that? Any other news that you want to get to? Kareem Hunt's no, going to the I, Saints. That's pretty good. Pretty good yeah, for the Saints. It's not bad. It's, it's not bad. Kareem Hunt only got three. Kareem and Kareem. Or Al, sorry, Alvin Kamara. What did I say? Kareem Hunt. He only got three games. Oh. He got in trouble a while back, though. But not Alvin three. Alvin Kamara got, got three games. Kareem Hunt will fill yeah, in sorry. for Alvin Kamara for those three games. Correct. And if he can catch, which he kind of can, kind of not, um, we should be good. And have you seen how jacked Derek Carr is? Now? Yeah, he's jacked. He's jacked all no, the time. No, I haven't sudden. seen any, I haven't seen any topless picks yet this summer. Oh, he was just running with the football and just looking looking swole. Isn't Taysom Hill kind of swole? Is he is he working out with him? Taysom Hill is is huge. Is mm-hmm. a man among boys. Um, so also, Carr's got the uh Carr's got the revenge bob going for the Raiders. Definitely he is, has he's a man on ride. man on a mission. The um also the US Women's national team stinks. They lost in their t- I told you so. <laughs> they, they, I thought they kind of stunk, and then I realized they stunk. They, they stunk it up this year. So the national, not the national, the worldwide, the defending World Cup champions women's national team gets knocked out two, in the yeah, first round. No three, no three, Pete. Sweden, Sweden, and uh, extras with uh, penalty kicks. Am I, am I right? Yeah, with our, with our number one like rock. Our oldest member mm-hmm. of our team miss, missing the deciding PK wide by a lot. Okay, let's get let's get into some football. All right, this is all why we came here today. We're talking futures for football. Would you like to start in college? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we're gonna pick the Power Five. You know, we're picking the ACC, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, the Pac twelve, and the SEC. Now we're gonna give you odds. We're gonna give you what we like. Um. And let's just do it in alphabetical order, all right? So the ACC's got two divisions, the Atlantic and the Coastal. Um, I'll give you the overall odds. Clemson is favored to win at plus 150. FSU at plus 170. UNC, plus 1,200. Louisville, plus 1,400. Now, Louisville has got a lot of transfers going into their program, um, including some UVA wide receivers, just saying. Um, Not on this list. (laughs) Anywhere near the top is Miami, which is kind of surprising. Now, if you look at the very bottom of the odds list in the ACC, you will see UVA at plus 10,000, 30,000 trainer. 30, oh, it went up, and, it went up since I looked earlier. Jesus. 30,000. Um, so let's talk. Clemson and FSU are going to be fighting for the Atlantic title. In the Coastal, I'm assuming it's going to be Miami and UNC. UNC favored by a long shot in that in that division. The Coastal division, I'm just going to go ahead and pick Mac Brown and USC. Drake May is a round one quarterback, so mm-hmm. they have they have their future. If UNC doesn't, I mean, if they can get their defense worth anything, like just trip them, push them, pull them, do something, UNC is going to be able to walk into the Coastal now. Tyler Van Dyke at Miami, maybe he has a resurgence and doesn't lose to Middle Tennessee State in the middle of the season. They have a big game at Texas A&M, or it might be at Miami this year, that will really set the course for their season. I think that's week two. 
Now, the most interesting division is the Atlantic division of this. Clemson and FSU basically have the same odds to win the ACC. What do you think about Dabo Sweeney at Clemson and FSU's resurgence into the mainstream media? I mean, yeah, it is interesting to see Florida State be relevant again. Um, Dabo, who is, who's going to be Clemson's quarterback this year? Because what's-his-name did not work out last year, correct? DJ transfer? DJ uh, is now an Oregon State beaver. Oregon State, that's right. Yeah, and Oregon State's, Oregon State's um, I know I saw their odds went up a little this year in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, Florida State being good again, I think it's good for the ACC. Um, especially as we start to shift towards the ACC, not really having these teams anymore. Um, Hunter I Helms, I believe, is there. Is there? Yeah, I love Florida State being. Yeah, I love Florida State being a good team. I mean, it's it's representation representation for the ACC it makes you hate them more. If they're kind of bad, and they're buried. It's not not as interesting to like say, oh, oh, the uh, the pan the Pitt Panthers and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons are at the top of the standings. I hate them. It's like no, I want to hate Florida State when they're good. So. I like the Florida State's back in that capacity because it doesn't really matter. As a Virginia fan, I just it's turned into like I just want to like see the powerhouses come back, I guess, because Virginia just never has a chance in playing in it for anything in football. Agreed. <laughs> uh Jordan Travis, the quarterback for Florida State, is getting a lot of buzz after they won. Yeah. I think they won yeah, 10 yeah. games last year, barely lost so. to uh, LSU on a neutral site and and Mike, uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? Parsons? No, Mike Norvell. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mike Norvell has gotten him rolling again. Now it's, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick FSU to win win this thing. I'm I'm so sick and tired of Dabo Sweeney. Call call me Mm -hmm. just. None of my picks make logical sense. Okay, (laughs) so. I like FSU because I like the tomahawk chop. So put me in as FSU going to win the ACC this year. What say you? Did you did you already say FSU while I was clicking away and looking for facts? No, I didn't. I mean, yeah, FSU, Clemson, Louisville. God, yeah, it's kind of like this is kind of like the Big Ten. And one, one side is heavier than the other. So it's like, yeah, I'd like to be like, oh, Louisville's going to come out of the coastal side. They're not on the coastal side. They're stuck in there with Florida State and Clemson. It's got to be between, between Clemson and Florida State. Um, do, I, do I be the contrarian? I, I would say that because Florida State is playing at Clemson, would that be the uh, LSU playing at Florida State? Does Florida State have the harder – I'll pick Clemson. I'll be the contrarian. Make the show interesting. All right. All right. So let's move on to the Big 12. Now, the Big 12 is kind of top heavy in the fact that Texas is plus 100, Oklahoma is plus 420, (laughs) Uh, Kansas State plus 650. I like Kansas State, always have. Texas Tech is plus 1100. Now, Baylor's got a little better odds than them, but Texas Tech, people are, there's a little buzz. There's a little buzz out there in Texas Tech. So I'm not sure what the Big 12 is doing, but you'd have to think with Quinn and yours at quarterback at, the, at Texas that they should have, if he stays healthy, they should have the most success in the Big 12. Now, everyone should be looking at Oklahoma and scratching their heads and seeing if they can play defense or offense. Their, uh, their second-year head coach who just came out of Clemson, it was uh, 
Clemson's defensive coordinator didn't do anything, anything last year. So what's his name? Brent, Brent Venables? Venables. Brent Venables, who's just a Dabu, Dabu Sweeney wannabe. I think, OU's, I think OU's OU, down hard. I think OU might be wiped off the face of the planet in five years. They might be like a Missouri and they disappear when they get in the SEC. Yeah, he, he sucks. Baker sucks. Kyler sucks. They all suck now. OU, OU's definitely – I feel like OU is not going to – they're not going to go into their SEC tenure with Venables if they're disappointing this year. And I feel like they are going to be disappointing. I know they are – yeah, you said they're the second highest odds in this. Yeah, I would, in, I would put Kansas State – I would pick Kansas State before I picked Oklahoma. Yeah, I would too. They went to the title game last year against TCU. Actually, beat TCU. Yeah, they, TCU still got into the round of uh, the round of four for the playoff. And TCU, yeah, I mean they're they're the six highest odds. Uh, Max Duggins, Duggan, Max Duggan is um, Mr. Um, Justin Herbert's backup in, in the Los Angeles Chargers organization. Now, I don't know if they're going to have another Duggan in the rotation. So TCU's out. Kansas State, I do like. I agree with that. And then UT was the highest favored, and Texas Tech was fourth. And I'm not going to like even look at Baylor; they're fifth. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I like Kansas State in Texas. Yeah, I'm I'm with Personally. you, and I'm going to go ahead and say it first: Texas. There, said it first. Quinn Ewers, he is a very good football player. I'm unsure how they're going to run the ball this year, but I'm sure with all that endowment money, they should be able to get get the ball running at least. Okay, so we have all right. So, so far, you have Florida State beating UNC in the ACC title game. I have Clemson beating UNC. You have UT beating Kansas State. I'll just take Kansas State to beat UT. How about that? All right. We'll keep it, we'll keep it rolling here. That's, 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 good, that's good podcasting, trainer. That's why, that's why they pay us. Big auditor guy. Spreadsheets. <laughs> All right, Big Ten. This is where things get a little interesting. I think the Pac-12 might be the most interesting with a bunch of people bundled at the top. But let's get to the Big Ten. You have your usual big hitters here. Ohio State, favorite to win the whole thing at plus 175. Michigan, not far behind at plus 180. Penn State, plus 600. There is more buzz about Penn State this year than in years past, but they are third fiddle to Michigan and Ohio State. Unfortunately, they all play in the Eastern Division. Now, Wisconsin, plus 900. They're in the West. They should they should win the West. All they have, all they have to do is – beat Purdue, which occasionally they do, and Nebraska with first-year head coach Matt uh, – um, I'm sorry. First-year head coach Nebraska came from Carolina. Oh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule, Matt Carolina. Rule. Baylor guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, between – I'll let you pick first here. Between Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, who's going to come out of the East this year? Michigan on a two-year uh, Big Ten champion. Big Ten champion run, yeah. They're going to the playoffs back-to-back years, as have Ohio State, or did Ohio State not make it the year before? I Did C.J. Stroud make two playoffs? Anyway, Kyle McCord. I mean, Kyle McCord and um, – Michigan Martin and Ohio Harrison. State made it last year, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely last year. Anyway, uh, Kyle McCord to Marvin Harrison Jr. sounds pretty damn sweet to me. Um, <laughs> Callum, is, Callum is still playing for Michigan? The running back, he got hurt at the end of the season. Did he opt out of the draft? I couldn't remember. I think he's he – I'm pretty sure he's back. Yeah, I think he's back. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Ohio State there. 
ahead of Penn State and Michigan. All right, the Michigan now has J.J. McCarthy for the 13th year playing quarterback for Michigan. Um, yeah. Harbaugh will have to go a four-game suspension at some point this year for uh, buying cheeseburgers and lying about it. <laughs> I'm going to have to – Soon pick- he'll be uh- – Soon he'll be coaching PE in Alabama, right? Uh, Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> Am I right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right, guys? Jeremy Pruitt's <laughs> just positioning himself closer and closer to, to Tuscaloosa. So he's like, hey, guys, remember me? I'm Jeremy Pruitt. Now I teach dodgeball. <laughs> I teach dodgeball now, but at one point, I had some of the best defenses in the world. Just saying. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick Michigan, <laughs> Michigan there. Uh, Penn State with under James Franklin, they should be good. They should be good, and there's a lot of buzz around their QB, Drew Alar, and I, I don't, I, I'm just gonna have to see it. They have such a hard time. They have a ceiling to break through over Michigan and Ohio State. I don't see them doing that again this year. So just give me Michigan, at, Michigan at plus one eighty. Yeah, I mean Ohio State, they're not gonna suspend Harbaugh on the back end of the schedule, right? I mean they're not gonna suspend him for the Ohio State at Michigan game in November. Yeah, I th- yeah, and um. Wisconsin just uh, made the the hire of the year with um oh my gosh used to coach Cincinnati coach them to a playoff game against yeah, Alabama. Yeah, let you look that up. Yeah, um, they play Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah, Ohio State's got to go on the road and at Notre Dame. They got on the go on the road at Wisconsin. They get to host Penn State. Luke they got to go to Michigan. Yeah, Luke Fickle. Um, I'm du- we are dusting off these names in our head. So forgive listeners, forgive yeah, us is- for being a little clunky here with all the names. Yeah, sauce is getting remade. I mean, you know, we don't have the NCAA football game with all the names in her because it's being boycotted. So we don't know these people's names. And, it's, you know, it's just hard to get back in the swing of things. Um, Michigan. Michigan's got a pretty easy – they have a pretty damn easy schedule. Shoot. At Penn State's their big one right before Ohio State in November. Back-to-back – not back-to-back, but two November games for Michigan uh, that'll – I mean, November's going to – November 11th on is going to decide this – at least this side of the conference and probably the winner because Wisconsin is always like good enough to make the, the title game, but yeah. not good enough to come within 15. I mean, sorry, within 14 to 21 points of, of the being the champion. So damn, do I want to pick Michigan to are they gonna get three peats and go? No, I like Kyle McCord. Let's, let's stick with that. Okay. Should we move on to the, one of the more interesting? Uh, actually, do you remember, have you heard the Iowa news? About the uh, offensive coordinator Brian Frentes, that he needs to score twenty five points a game or more, or he's going to get fired. They just they just put a they just put a number out there. They're like, we need twenty five points a game. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, the guy that scored three a game, averaged five yeah. and a half points a game last year. Good luck. Um, all right, let's get to the Pac twelve. This is th- uh, where things get very interesting. Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans are favored at plus two hundred. Oregon sitting there. Uh, oh, excuse me, Washington with Michael Penix as their quarterback at plus 320, Oregon plus 340, Utah plus 550. That's all pretty clumped up in a, clumped up in a group. Now you get down to Oregon State, like we just said, has DJ uh, from that transferred from Clemson at plus 1,200. They get left out in the win. They're in the pack four right now. That's coming next year. UCLA, Chip Kelly at plus 1,400. Unsure of what they're going to do with the quarterback now that DTR has gotten in the league. Now, Deion Sanders at Colorado, it's worth mentioning, he is plus 15,000. So just Deion going going to have to fight his way towards uh, relevancy in the Pac-12. 
In the North, the three teams that are all going forward is Oregon, Oregon State. I put them in there because Oregon chokes against Oregon State and Washington. Oregon has an Oregon versus Oregon State, Oregon versus Washington are going to be the must-watch games in the Pac-12 this year. Um, uh, minus whoever USC plays out of that bunch. Now in the South, you have UC, USC, UCLA, and Utah. Now the Pac-12 championship has gone through Utah the last handful of years with them winning it last year. So out of the Pac-12, who are you going to pick to be your champion? Mm. Utah's got to go to USC. USC's got to go to Oregon. Oregon has to go to Utah. Um, damn, that's quite a little... It's all going to happen past in October 21st onward. So it's when this this was when this conference is going to heat up. Big Ten's late as well with all the important teams playing towards the end of the season, regular season, that is. Whew, Oregon hosting USC. Can they play spoiler to the Heisman, um, reigning Heisman champion, Caleb Williams? I say yes, Oregon. Oregon. Now I see I've I've follow Oregon a little closer than than your average non Pac-12 fan and they just they just have the choke bug. Remember when Clemson did Clemsoning? Uh and Georgia couldn't win the big game under Mark Rick like they they just don't seem to uh to have it. Now, what I'm thinking here is I'm going to pick not USC not not Oregon, not Washington. I'm going to go with Utah because why not? They have dominated, not dominated, but they've they've made it happen uh, under their under their coach. Oh my gosh, Kyle Whittingham. So Kyle Cam Whittingham, Rising, Cam Rising is a great quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's there. They're going to have a big test when Florida comes to town early in the season. I believe it. They're coming to town. They're doing a one and one. Last year they beat Florida in the swamp, or did they? They don't. Th- I don't know if they did. Did Anthony Richardson beat Utah? No. They- yeah, that was the game, right? Utah- oh no, Utah went in there and beat them. That's correct. Uh, yeah, Cam Rising's so old. He was born in the nineties. Oh, no, none of these college none of these college kids are born in the nineties anymore. Oh, so it's that, just kind of interesting. That hurts a little. <laughs> that hurts. Just it does hurt a little, a little bit. bit. All right, so you you have Oregon. I'm going to say Utah. I don't see why people sleep on Utah that much. I mean, I know all the Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams at USC, they should, with the athletes that surround them, they should be able to offensively compete, but they can't tackle. They like they just can't tackle anybody. When they played Utah in the Pac-12 championship game last year, Caleb Williams was hobbled a little bit, but that didn't stop their de- that didn't stop their defense from making contact with the ball. Yeah, does USC have a good defense? No, they're trash. They're trash. Okay, cool. I mean, Bo Nix can put up points in Eugene. They can beat USC. I'll, yeah, I'll just go Oregon over Utah in the title game. The title game last year was Utah-USC, correct? Correct. USC, yeah, USC kind of kind of uh, pulled away. So you're going to go Utah over USC in the Pac-12 title game? Is that correct? Um, Yeah, I think I think they have a good enough offense to get there. Okay. USC, that is, from the, from the south. No, excuse me. No, 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 no. Utah over Oregon. Hell, I might even pick Utah over Washington. USC and Utah in the South. Big Ten, you had Ohio State over Wisconsin. Do we both have that? I had Michigan have, Michigan over Wisconsin. Oh, okay, cool. Perfect. Love it. All right. In the SEC, now this 
is where the Conference of Champions are. This most likely will be your national championship if this last 17 years have indicated anything. Georgia, one of the only teams, if might be the only team, let me double check my notes here, the only team with a minus sign next to their odds. Georgia is at minus 110 to win the SEC. Alabama at plus 300. LSU at plus 460. Tennessee, plus 1,600. Texas A&M, plus 2,000. Ole Miss, plus 3,000. Now, it's worth mentioning I looked at Auburn's odds because I can't help myself because they're morally bankrupt. Uh, Fired their last coach by making up some things. All they did was lose some football games. Now, they hired Hugh Freeze, which is the scum of the earth. They are anywhere from plus 5,000 to plus 8,000. Hugh Freeze is going to catch lightning in a bottle and it's going to drive me nuts. You think so? At some How point, much lightning? At some point, he's going to catch lightning in a bottle. It's fair enough. So Georgia, okay, I have a question for you. Is this going to be the situation where Georgia, like Alabama, Georgia loses Stetson Bennett. Now they have um, Carson Beck. Is Carson Beck, like what kind of what kind of chip prospect are we talking here? How many stars? How many massy stars does he get? I'm sure. I'm sure he's close to five. I think they have three, two or three five stars on their roster right yeah, now. Yeah, quarterbacks now. So it's like when it's like when Alabama just won with C- Coker and Greg McElroy, those guys, and, and then they start to become a bit of a QBU after a while when they get Tua and Mac Jones. They get first round talents in the NFL draft. Yeah, they might get too quarterback centric. You know, that's what we did with Bryce Perkins. That's what Alabama did with Bryce Perkins. <coughs> Especially in the, re- in the Tennessee game. Yeah. Now, Tennessee's got Joe Milton, who has mm. a cannon. He can throw it about 9,000 yards. Um, LSU, Chip Kelly, not Chip Kelly, Brian Kelly is scary. A scary, scary coach. Well, not only that, because he's a murderer. People don't forget. But other than that, he has got LSU rolling. But Alabama has made a commitment to being playing violent defense and running the ball. Now, that is a scary prospect for everyone in the SEC if Nick Saban says, you know what, instead of having a quarterback, which Alabama doesn't really have one, Jalen Monroe is is rumored to be shooting up the charts, but I think it's going to be, um, oh, what's that kid's name? Uh, there's a QB battle going on. The only thing that we saw from there was Jalen Monroe. Okay. All right, so – Tyler, Buck- ten- Tyler Buckner is the other guy's name. Tyler Tyler Buckner. Brett Buckner. Um, LSU at Alabama in November. Tennessee at Alabama. Al- Georgia at Tennessee. That's going to be Ooh. electric. That is going to be an electric game. I mean, I feel like those are the four teams that I would can see winning this. Um, you said you, what was Ole Miss was what – was, what did I have? Plus 3,000. Yeah. Fifth odds for Ole Miss. Oh, Texas A&M is plus two thousand, so sixth. No, no, that's that's silly. That is so did dumb, Jim, right? Did you see what Jimbo Fisher said about money? About like we're all about money these days, and it's like when did you leave Bobby Bowden and the the team that you pledged Florida State to to be with forever? Would you leave for money? Money, come on, money. What's going on here? Yeah, but don't forget that Petrino's calling calls now in Texas A&M. Mm, yeah, it'll change a lot. Um, Except for they don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball. Um, I'm going to be a homer and and pick Alabama. I think Kentucky will be a little more dangerous than people expect, and they might play spoiler for Tennessee. Even South Carolina could play spoiler for Tennessee like they did last year. 
Now, Georgia, I think, will run through the East. I think they'll have a couple of close calls. I think that game at in Knoxville, they've felt the juice. Yeah. They've seen themselves beat Alabama in Knoxville last year. They're going to come in with Joe Milton and I. Tennessee is is sky skyrocketing in in people's minds. Georgia might slip up. I mean, Alabama too. This is the most wide open I think the SEC has been in a, in a number of years. Georgia being back in yeah. Atlanta makes sense. Alabama or LSU being in Atlanta makes sense. I'm going to pick the home. I, I can't pick against Alabama when when Nick Saban was seen smiling in a press conference the other day. I'm going to pick Alabama at plus three hundred. Alabama plus three hundred. What was oh, the last time the Don't forget Devin Leary, the NC State quarterback, who was a Heisman dark horse, is now playing for Kentucky with a better offensive line who couldn't block anybody Ooh. last year. Oh, better than Will Levis. Kentucky hosts Tennessee as well. All right, I'm yeah. Georgia's damn. Georgia's gonna yeah. Georgia's gonna. I, I agree. I feel like Tennessee. Georgia's gonna ste- not steamroll, but I feel like they'll they'll beat out Tennessee in the East. Auburn. Uh, Hugh Freeze. I said Ole Miss earlier. I'm stuck in the past. Hugh Freeze now coaches the Auburn Tigers, not Ole Miss. That is Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss is a top three. Are they the third no, odds in the in the West? They're fifth. Fifth. Okay. They're sixth. Gotcha. Plus three thousand. Sixth. They yeah. have uh they have that quarterback transfer from Oklahoma State that's been playing college right. football since we were in diapers. No, no, he might he might not even he might not even start, and he's only got one year left of eligibility. So Ole Miss is deep in the quarterback position, but I'm not sure what that means for the other skill sets. Yeah, I like Bama. I mean, Bama, Bama and Georgia in the national. I mean, not in the national title game, maybe in the uh, SEC title game for sure. Freudian slip. Um, I guess I'll go to Georgia. Win three in a row. What was the last time a t- team won the SEC three times in a row? Was it Bama with like? Tua to Mac Jones, maybe or, I'll, I'll have to look that up. For that, yeah. Um, now we are in a position where I don't think we can cover the full NFL slate like we want to, like we've done it in college football. Should we? Should we move on to the huddle? Yeah, we do. We do the huddle, or we can do at least. I, I can at least. How about this? I've got. I wrote down for the, for football. I got I got one for you. Alabama 2014, 15, and 16. Okay. 18, 20, okay. 21. NFL, we don't have to cover everybody. How about for this interesting fact? Since 1990, Massey, at least four teams that missed the NFL playoffs the year prior have made it the next year. And last year, double that, eight teams that missed the playoffs in 2021 made the playoffs in 2022. That's okay. a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of parity, a lot of turnover. My question is, can you, off the top of your head, think about the teams that you feel that will make the playoffs that did not last year in the NFL? First first team that comes to mind is the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And their weak division besides the top-heavy Bills. Dolphins don't seem like they're there yet. Neither do the the Patriots seem like they're taking a huge step back. They're picked to – finish last in the AFC East. So the Jets uh is one. Did the Jags make it last year? The Jags won the division. They had that that like 50 point comeback against uh the Chargers at home because they got to, to host the Chargers. <clears throat> oh speaking of Chargers, certainly for the love of God, the Chargers can make the playoffs this year. 
Yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So Jets, Chargers, the Steelers always seem like they're they're in they make the playoffs. Although the Bengals and the Ravens are gonna be really really tough to beat. So my my official picks are the Jet. Do I have four of them? Right. Yeah, between the two con- but yeah, I would say four between the two conferences. You don't have to pick four, but I I went ahead and just did four myself. Okay, I'm gonna totally. pick Jets, Chargers, Lions, mm. Saints. Okay. I like it. What about who who are your four? The Chargers, the Chargers did they made the playoffs last year. Okay, La B. Uh buh. I don't have anybody else off the top of my head. You said the Steelers earlier. I picked the Steelers. I think I think three team three teams will come out of the AFC North. Some people are saying this sleeper, like um post type sleeper Browns are gonna be dangerous, but I just I feel like Deshaun's kind of washed, just like I feel Russ, Russell Wilson is washed, you know? Yeah. I think it's I think it might be kind of over. I pick Steelers. I actually I I'm just manifesting the Jets don't make the playoffs. I have three three teams turning over in the in the NFC: the Lions making it, the Saints making it, and then I had the Bears making it. The Bears that? coming out of the NFC North, and the Lions are favored to win that division. The Lions get a lot of hype with what Dan Campbell and Jared Goff are able to do up there. The Vikings, like, is there any reason we should doubt Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to win one playoff game and have an early exit in the divisional round? At least. Yeah, funny list I looked at earlier. He was number one in uh, game comeback drives last year on a list that I was pretty amazed by. Dak Prescott did not make the top ten, but Matt Ryan was on that list, which is embarrassing. Uh, so, Dak, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Kirk Cousins does get a lot of grief, but he does come back in regular season games, so it is hard to pick against them. But I just, I just kind of want to see some. I want to see something different between, besides Packers, Vikes. So I went the Lions and the Bears. In the NFC North. All right, I like that. Now, I took a look at the Saints schedule. I, I was thinking they're going to be like nine and eight and win the division. Mm-hmm. The best quarterbacks they play are Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, and Jared Goff. They play five games where a rookie quarterback is slated to start. The Texans, C.J. Stroud twice, Bryce Young and the Panthers twice, Anthony Richardson and the Colts once. So that's five games. The Jags. No, no, they they play the Jags, but Trevor Lawrence is a vet at this point, right? Three years in. You said the Saints are playing the they AFC South teams twice. Yeah, no, 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 they're playing the Panthers NFC South twice, mm-hmm. the Texans twice, and the Colts once. Okay, that's five gotcha. games with rookie quarterbacks. Now they're playing the Packers first year quarterback Jordan Love. The remaining people are remaining quarterbacks: Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill. Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, and if you look at the NFC South, that's Baker Mayfield, maybe Kyle Trask, Bryce Young, and then Desmond Ritter, who's sort of a rookie first-year quarterback. Not a rookie anymore, but so the Saints have by far the easiest schedule. Yeah, or Taylor Taylor Heineke. Heineke. And if they even play Matt Stafford, if he's even healthier on the team, because they were already trying to ship him off just like they tried to – just like they shipped Jared Goff off. Sean McVay's he's ruthless. It's cutthroat. Well, it's it's a, like you hear everybody say it's a business. So do you want to go? It's true. You you prepared a huddle. I didn't because I thought we were going to try to fit in all this. Let's go through your huddle and you tell me 
what is going on this week. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Trainer, do you have all of those categories filled out? I did. I had the good news was the Rangers, and then I did number 90, 1997 was the Orioles. $35 million was Scherzer's the money owed from three teams. My stuck-ons, we can get into those if you want to. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, the running back situation in the NFL. Jim Ursay. Yes. Well, we'll see. Just, Jim Ursay saved a whale. Yeah, he saved he saved a Shamu. He put twenty million dollars into that, which is great. Which I think is great. But he's yeah, also sure. he's also got a you know a guy named Jonathan Taylor Thomas who's you know looking for a contract extension and has you know been a rushing rushing champion in the NFL on a pretty piss poor team when it comes to personnel around him, at least at the quarterback position. And we'll see what happens with Richardson, but. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like Dalvin Cook still unsigned. That's that's uh, the nuts. That's nuts. Zeke will never unsigned. be. Zeke's done. Zeke's a coach now. PE coach. Um, what do you? Are you feeling bad for the running backs? Or are you just kind of like to to ho, ho hum? It's just it's just the market now. Like, do you feel? Oh, I feel terrible. They they have such an impact on the game, and they're getting paid so little. I think what's wrong with it is how they're utilized these days you sign three running backs all of a sudden that slice of the running back budget is a little bit smaller i mean you have someone dominant as as uh, dalvin cook who did a lot for the vikings but it just seems like there is another guy there to get <clears throat> to go forward and with as many running backs have been signed that that franchise tag that number gets pushed down like oh your average top tier running back gets paid less and less through the franchise tag and that franchise tag is what second year, fifth year, is when the franchise tag starts. Sony Michelle, a two-time Super Bowl champion, only had five years, and he's done. He's hanging it up, and his former teammate Stetson Bennett is now a rookie in the NFL. So, like, the running back position <laughs> does not, it just does not last. Now, if there's a way to get around the franchise tag or make a special exception for the running backs, the tight ends in the NFL were able to kind of get together and be like, hey, this is our value now. I mean, it started with Jimmy Graham when he wanted to be uh, have the title as wide receiver. He's like, yeah, just take the TE the -E at the end of my name and put it as WR, and I should be pay be getting paid as high as, as wide receivers. Geriatric Jimmy Graham is now back on the Saints. Locker room guy. Um, Wait, is he hanging out in the locker room? Or is, he, is he playing? Or is he a coach? What is he doing? He got, he got signed by the Saints. Is he doing middle reps with Michael, or is he actually No, dude, he is in pads at OTAs. Well, not OTAs, at uh, fall camp or summer camp or whatever they call it. Yeah. Well, I know the Browns are still holding out. I hope that LeBron wants to play tight end. Yeah. So it's never, you're never too, never too old. So to the tight ends did a good job advocating for themselves and were able to get paid more money. I mean, you also are going on the production of Rob, Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, um, Jimmy Graham kind of started the utilization under Sean Payton and his in his offensive scheme. I mean, George think, Kittle. How, think how yeah, George Kittle. Think how valuable. Um, Mark Andrews got a big contract with the um, with the Ravens. Sorry, yeah. But just think how valuable the running backs are in in an offensive scheme, and they're asked to block, catch, and run the ball. There just needs to be some sort of mechanism or some sort of like getting together and somehow advocating for themselves. Cause the NFL owners aren't going to do it themselves. The NFL owners are the most notoriously cheap billionaires I know of. 
Yeah. And I mean, I feel like Jim Ursay, I don't know how many, I mean, yes, it's great to put, what did he do? He relocated a, a, a ex Shamu SeaWorld employee whale and put him back in the safe ocean. What, what happened? He put him in like a safe haven for orcas up in Alaska, but he like helped gave money to help ship it to Alaskan waters when it's been swimming in a pool for the last 30 years. Yeah. Which is a, a good way to spend spiteful money because he did this after the whole like zoom call that Austin Eckler hosted with the running backs to kind of have a pity party. Yeah. Um, and Saquon, only got to sign for 10 million. He, he quote unquote had an epiphany that he had to sign because he sees that Zeke and if Zeke and cook aren't even going to get like a million dollars a year, then he's not going to get more than 10. And Saquon Barkley is basically the leading receiver on the giants the last like four years when he's healthy. And yeah, they should be, they should be paid as like fantasy flex players at this point. Like you said, WRT earlier, wide receiver, running back, tight end flex. Like that's what they should pay them as and running backs that block. They don't get paid more for that. They, they're just good locker room or team guys. And if they get hurt blocking, see Zeke in the playoff game against the Niners. He didn't get hurt, but that was his last play in the NFL probably ever. <laughs> He'll join Manziel on, on Netflix next season. <laughs> Hell yeah, I love um, that. Yeah, you just get punished for being a good teammate and blocking for the doing, quarterback. Yeah, doing. they should somehow link it to production, which would Our be – Yeah, I don't know how you would do it, but like, hey, I'm I'm – 15% of this offense, nobody else is above 10, like pay me that amount. Yeah. And this is, I feel like this is a good stuck rabbit hole because I was thinking about this the other day on the old freeway. And I was like, our, you know how we, we talked about with, with tell the truth and concussions. And when we were like, are, are kids going to be able to play football anymore? Are kids going to want to play running back anymore? Or are there going to be kids that want to ever be like, I want to be the best I wanna be- running back on the team? No. Yeah, I want to be Walter Payton. I want to be, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like Barry Sanders. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to watch like old, like grainy footage on YouTube of those guys. Like, I mean, there are parents that are pageant parents who want their kids to be professional or college even level football players. Are they even going to be like, they're going to fight over who doesn't get to be running back at this point going forward. Yeah. It's going to be like the goalie in soccer or something. Yeah. Domino effect. Yeah. No one wants to be a goalie in hockey or soccer when you're growing up. No one's going to want to be the running back, which is just wild to think about because running backs are, it's like a good run game is just electric. It's just electric to watch. Yeah. And it's kind of happening. I.e. the 49ers. I've heard good comparisons of this happening in the NBA with the center position. It's like soon besides centers, like, you know, the mega centers like Jokic, who's basically a point center. And you have like, I guess Giannis, who's like a power forward center, but those guys got paid. But the true center or the true running back is going to go completely, become completely obsolete financially. But even a running back who catches passes is not getting paid. So if that's not going to happen, then there's really no, it's even more bleak for running backs than it is for centers, true centers like Ben Wallace. Yeah. And those guys in in the NBA uh, going forward. So, I don't know. It's pretty wild. Sports fans, that is all the time we have here on Teton Sports Talk. Please download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We air on KHOL 2 to 3 Mountain Time. Download, delete, download again, give us a review, email us at tetonsportstalk at gmail with any of your burning questions that you have for us. All right, guys. Trainer, thank you again. That's it, and that's all. <laughs>